Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Hope of Glory. Let me see where this is, okay? Yes, so here we are with week three, and last week we talked about getting to know your shepherd. Well, your shepherd is Jesus. So, I hope that you have asked Jesus to be your Savior if you hadn't already before you heard last week's podcast. And this one is about what it means to be a Christian. Now, it's going to sound like I'm going to give you a bunch of rules, and that's not how I want you to take it. I'm going to say throughout this podcast that it is by the grace of God that we gradually become more and more like Jesus. The closer you are to God, the more like Jesus will you, be, you will become, and it is a process. You are like a clay pot that he's working on, and he's or a, a clay, um, you know, person that he's working on. He's got to mold you and put you in difficult situations and things like that. But I want to talk to you about what you will become if you are serious about your Christian journey. I'm going to read to you a scripture now, uh, because we're going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit today, and we're going to talk about, we're going to lay this foundational scripture, beginning uh, Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 19, and going to part of verse 23. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, your lives will be will produce these evil results sexual immorality impure thoughts eagerness for lustful pleasure idolatry participation in demonic activities hostility quarreling jealousy outbursts of anger selfish ambitions divisions and feeling that everyone is wrong except those in your own little group, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other kinds of sin. Now that is so, that is, I love the New Living Translation and the way that it, that it translates that out, because the, especially the part about feeling that everybody else is wrong except those of you in your own little group, boy, that is convicting, because Sometimes, even as Christians, we can start to think, oh, I'm, I'm going to belong to this group, and this is the in-group, and, and that's, that's not the way God wants you to be. God wants you to be, uh, you know, willing to, to be friends with anybody um, that, he, that He puts in your, in your path and, and love everybody and not think that you're better than anybody or, you know, not judging anybody based on your own little group. So that one really stood out to me. But so, you know, he's talking, that's how you were, you know, before this changing process, before you let the Holy Spirit into your lives. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But when the Holy Spirit controls 
our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now that's the end of our scripture. So the first one is love, and that's no accident. That is the first and most important characteristic that you should have as a Christian. So that's at one end of the fruit spectrum. And the other end, all the fruits in between are held in place by the fruit of self-control. So we have, you know, everything all works together. So we're going to talk quite a bit about love, and we may do a show about love, entirely about love at some point, but right now let's just say a few things. Love is the decision to believe the best about somebody. No matter what they do to you or how they treat you, love is displayed through how you treat other people. No matter how they treat you, treat them how you want to be treated. Love is never envious, always patient and kind, never rude. So, the first thing that you should begin to study and begin to realize is that God loves you. We can't love other people unless we've really learned how to receive love from God. And you you of course are going to fall in love with God i mean i can't um, i can't express to you just just in what ways god has come through for me it's 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 on such a spiritual level and um i i've just i've come to fall in love with God, and I'm so, so grateful for what He's done for me. And the only way, really, that you can come to that point um, is to, to realize that, you know, you can't do things on your own, that you, you can't behave, you can't have good behavior on your own, and so, you know, God needs to God needs to get in there and and cleanse your heart and just just work on creating a new heart inside of you a pure heart and once again that's a process um and you know when you can release those things and say god you're right i have i have not lived um the way that I should be living, please change me. You know, you, you just kind of have to come to the end of yourself and, and just realize how much you need God in order to get on the right path in life. Love has nothing to do with feelings. Um, the kind of gooey feelings that you feel when you first fall in love with someone, that's that's not what we're talking about um that is 
it's just something that it kind of God kind of uses it to get you close to a person. But the, when the rubber meets the road, you know, you always have to just believe the best about that person because you're going to see sides of that person that you did not ex- know existed uh, when you had all those gooey feelings. So the love goes beyond feeling. And when you love, you think of pleasing other people before you think of pleasing yourself. You, you help somebody before you help yourself. If you take care of others, God will take care of you. You will find that your problems are solved when you love God and you love other people. You know, you just just get closer to God and get get that love and let that love be shed abroad in your heart. And, uh, you know, you'll find that there's so much that just doesn't matter anymore except for God's love for you, your love for Him, and your love for other people that, that God is loving through you. Now, joy, that's the second one. Joy does, doesn't have to be this bouncy attitude where you're always laughing and giggling and just so excited about everything. It's not always excitement because, uh, because of my bipolar condition. It's actually not good for me to get overexcited because then I eventually become emotionally exhausted and then depressed. What I have learned is that joy can actually be and here's this, it's a beautiful phrase, a calm delight. You can have joy no matter how bad your circumstances are if you spend quality time with God and develop intimacy with Him. I can tell you right now that I've, I've been going through some emotional uh, ups and downs today, but when I felt those things, I, I've always been reaching out for him and asking him actually what to do minute by minute here. Sometimes it's not a day-by-day faith. It's, it's actually minute by minute that you're, you're trying to maintain that joy and, um, and get over those, those feelings of de- depression, anxiety. And again, you will have joy if you love people. Now, peace. There's actually a verse in John, that is John 14, 27. It says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give and bequeath unto you. So it's a gift that Jesus left with them just before he went to die on the cross. He's, he's given us that peace because we need it. He is letting us know that there will be trouble and trials and circumstances we don't like, but he is giving us that peace as his gift to us. So the, the, the enemy just loves to try and steal your peace. He knows you pretty well. Um, but that doesn't have to be scary or anything because God knows you really well too. And um, the better that you know yourself with God's help, 
you can find out what situations cause you to get upset. The devil knows what upsets you. Ask God for help in these situations. And peace, this is beautiful. If you have peace, you have power. Because if you have peace, you know, if you're peaceful in a situation, you, you, you know, you won't fall apart. You won't. And and I, it's a process once again. But I, I just want you to know that, um, you can have this peace, and nobody can touch you if you're peaceful. I mean, it's it's just something that um, you can achieve if you're willing. Now, the different there's three different kinds of peace that you want to have: peace with God, peace with yourself and peace with others. Peace with God, what you wanted what you need for that is you need to be quick to repent of your sins because even though you're born again, even though you become a Christian, you're still going to sin. That's just the way it is. Um as until we actually go to heaven, but you know, just always, you know, you have that grace there and just just, you know, as long as you're sorry for your sins, God will forgive you. He shows you sin in your life um, to help you, not to hurt you. To, to, it helps you to become, you know, just improve. And so when you see that sin, don't make excuses for it. What you want to do is confess your sin and ask God to help you do better. He loves it when you ask for help. Stop trying to figure everything out. That's another thing you can do to have peace with God. Uh, you got to trust Him. And that's something, once again, it's experiential. Um, you know, just just tell the Lord, you know, that you want to trust Him, that you want that that peace. You know, it's okay not to know why. If If God were to explain everything to you, he wouldn't be God, and most likely you wouldn't understand his explanations anyway. So, you know, you can ask questions. You may get an answer, but if you don't, just just know that God has the best in mind for you, and he's not going to let anything happen to you that you can't handle. If he lets something happen to you that you feel you can't handle, all it means is that you need to get closer to him need to talk to him more. Uh, I, you can even scream. You know what? You can scream out to the Lord. I'm feeling bad. I'm losing it. You know, just, just to get it out. That's what I had to do a little bit of today. I just had to get it out. And, and you know, he'll hear it. He gets it. And he helps you move to the next level of faith. How do you have peace with yourself? You acknowledge your own faults, but don't dwell on them. Give them to God and watch him change you. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Woo. God made you special. He made you unique. So nobody is better than you. Nobody is worse than you. Everybody has been made for a particular purpose in God's kingdom. And so a phrase that we love to say is 
be yourself because everybody else is already taken. And so that includes following your heart. Most likely, God's given you a dream. If you if you stand still and listen long enough, you'll start to 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 get to know get an idea of what that dream is, or he he'll give you a step like he's given me uh, this podcast to do. Don't know if and when it will lead to anything else, but I'm going to take this step and I'm going to do all that God wants me to do with it until He gives me some something else to do. Don't listen to what people say about you. It only matters what God feels about you. And in order to know what God feels about you, read more of his, of his word. Um, read, you know, there's stuff that God says about you. Isaiah 49, read that. Read Psalm 139. Uh, there, there's so many ones, and, and we'll talk about these things in future podcasts uh, so you can l- learn, you know, where you're fearfully and wonderfully made, the Bible says. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? You're a new creation in Christ. That means you can be, you can just be, even if you have faults, in, in Christ, you are a new creation. You can be confident. The Bible says that God sings over you. That still that still boggles my mind. I don't quite understand that. Um, but it just means that he's joyous over you. So, how do you have peace with others? Accept their faults and don't try to change them. <laughs> Keep your If you want to show them what a Christian is like, just... You know, behave like a Christian. You don't have to preach to them. Uh, You know, nobody crammed Christianity down your throat. You don't have to cram it down anybody else's throat. And keep your opinions to yourself. Don't try to... uh, And most people don't... If people want your opinion, they generally just want you to agree with them. And if they don't ask for your opinion, don't give it. Another way to have peace with others, don't try to control people. This is a big pet peeve of mine. So, uh, if you try to control me, uh, there won't be a relationship with between us. Or if there has to be, it won't be a very close one. I'm probably going to talk about that in future podcasts. Learn how to forgive quickly. And don't be easily offended. That can be a regular prayer for you to pray. It sure is for me. Lord, please give me an unoffendable heart. So another one that goes in hand with that is the fruit of patience. You got to have, this is something that is developed by trials. If you pray for patience, you're probably going to get opportunities to exercise that patience. And if you want the will of God in your life, you're most likely going to have to wait a lot. Uh, instead of trying to start things on your own with without his help. You can't expect people, this is, this is kind of like love again. You can't expect people to be patient with you if you can't be patient with them. 
also be patient with your circumstances. I, you can do this, I promise you. It's, it's very possible to be patient. Sometimes you need to take a, big, a deep breath and count to 10, maybe 20. While you're talking to God, you can get that patience back. I've had several moments of impatience today. I had to, had to, had to get it back. <laughs> Don't ask God to make things go away. Ask him to help you get through it. How about patience with people who are slower than you? How about patience with customer service people? with clerks in the store. You know, they need your mercy, and, and mercy kind of goes along with patience, too. And it's hard, when it, especially when it looks like they don't even care, but they may still remember you someday and how you treat them. People remember most about you, how you treated them. Kindness. What's Kindness. Kindness is the attitude that we live with. So it, it's, it's your attitude. And goodness is the things that you do as a result of that attitude of kindness. Faithfulness is committing to something and staying committed. Be faithful until God tells you to finish that thing. And let me just say that if you are finishing a, a, a job, like if you know that you're going to leave a job in a few months or whatever, don't start slacking off on your work. Finish good. Finish strong. It's not as important how you start a thing as it is how you finish a thing. People remember how you finish. I was a person who had a hard time staying committed to things. And so what I needed to do was I needed to take a step back and think about something before I committed to do it. I, I just committed to, or I, I said I would commit to things, and I said it in, in a bunch of emotion. So as Joyce Meyer says, let your, emo let your emotions subside before you decide. Kind of nice to have those little rhymes that you can remember. So faithfulness, doing the same thing over and over again until God says stop or until your faithfulness is rewarded. Gentleness is humility, being humble, also known as meekness, which Joyce Meyer defines as strength under control. You can tell somebody off, but you don't always. Boy, did I feel like telling somebody off today. I didn't. <laughs> um, I'm okay now. I don't feel like telling that person off, but boy, did I want to. Whew. Uh, now, there, were there are times when you do confront people. I mean, Jesus confronted people here on this earth. He, he confronted the scribes and the Pharisees and the religious leaders. You just need to confront in, a, in the right way, in a tactful way. 
it's the most difficult fruit to develop is this gentleness. You know, some people, some people are born with a gentle personality. Others of us have to work at it. A person who needs humility doesn't think that they do. A humble person is happy because they are not trying to impress anybody. A humble person is very thankful. I'll tell you what, in the last several years, I've become more and more thankful uh, for what I have. I'm, I'm thankful that even though I'm experiencing mental health issues, I'm not so bad that I have to go to the hospital. I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful that I have a supportive husband who's willing to uh, even go for long drives with me if that's what I need. He's willing to hear me talk things out if that's what I need. And I pray you all have somebody like that in your life. I'm thankful for my girls. Um how mature they are and how good they are to us. So, so much to be thankful for. So the humble person doesn't think that they are better than anybody else. A humble spirit blooms where they're planted, which is something when I became a Christian, I wanted to go to, I, I, I wanted to um, go to a certain church uh, instead, you know, in instead of staying at the one I was at, well, God was not ready for me to move to another church just yet. Uh, so, you know, you are planted somewhere for a reason. Um, you got to have a starting point somewhere, and you know, there there's some people at that place that you you probably need to bless, even though it's not always fun for you to be there. So, a humble person does not try to promote themselves. He lets God promote him. I don't go wild and crazy promoting this podcast. I, I share it in a few places. I share it where God tells me to share it. Um, so, I pray about it, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do all this social media blasting and my husband shares it and I, we just promote it in ways that we feel the Holy Spirit is leading us to promote it. So, and God, God will, God will get the podcast into the hands of people that who need to hear it. Same for whatever skills you might have. All right. Self-control. This is the last one. This is where you say, I can't help it. But in reality, you can because of self-control. So suppose you're having a tant. I mean, you're just so upset. Your kids are driving you crazy. Your husband's driving you crazy, your wife's driving whoever. Your wife's driving you crazy. I automatically assume women are listening, but you know, you guys could be listening to whoever it is is driving you crazy. And your pastor pulls up to the driveway and rings the doorbell. Let me tell you now. Will you calm down immediately when you open the door? 
Absolutely you will. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want your pastor hearing you yelling at everybody. So yes, you do have self-control. <laughs> um, you can, because at that point you're like, oh, I, I, I can't, I've got to impress my pastor. I can't let him think that I'm actually a normal person who gets upset. You know, I, I got to show him what a good Christian I am. So yes, yes, you do have self-control. Even if you have to go in another room for a while, you can take a few deep breaths and control that temper. You can control your eating. And some of you are probably like, yeah, I know I can, but right now I just want to have a binge. I get it. I get it. I had a pretzel binge today. Um... Honestly, and I, I, this does work, ask God to tell you when to stop eating. If you are close enough to God, he, you'll, you'll sense his telling you. You may think I'm stark raving mad, but down the road, you may remember my voice saying to you that you can sense God telling you when to stop. You just got to give that control over to him. Give the Holy Spirit. All these fruits come from the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, you, you can leave that ice cream alone. Think about how you're going to feel if you eat too much of it. When I eat too many pretzels, I call it a pretzel hangover. Because, whoa, I just feel, I just regret it. It's like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that kind of feeling. <laughs> You're always going to be tempted. Just, just you know, go to God immediately. Uh, time management is self-control. I have to admit, I, I have to work on that area. I mean, some people have excellent time management skills, and maybe they don't have self-control in other areas, you know. But, man, time management is really something to work on. And I... I um, I guess that I didn't realize that was self-control until I did my studies for this week. So you could spend too much time on one activity, and that's something that a bipolar po person like myself does sometimes. So it's, you know, getting, you know, as I've gotten closer to God, that's gotten uh, better and better. Money, that's another, and money, money is another issue with us bipolar people. Oh, do we love to spend when we're feeling manic? Or, you know, just, just as an impulse, it's like, oh, I, I, I heard about that, now I've got to buy it. Um, or I just, I, I really need to buy a lot of books right now. I just, I just feel this need to shop. Oh my goodness. Tell you what, that's, that's, that's a hard area to control, but taking a moment to think before you do the spending is quite helpful. It's, it's, it's this desire for instant gratification that we have. So those are the fruits of the Spirit. Hope that made sense to you. If you want to, you can, you know, ask me questions, uh, Depending on where you get this link on Facebook or through WhatsApp, or you know, you can you're welcome to contact me and ask me uh, 
about things that don't seem clear. Next week, I'm so excited because next week we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, um, I just love the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is is my best friend. Um, my husband is my human best friend, but my Holy Spirit is my best friend. And we're going to talk about the ways in which he helps you. So if this podcast doesn't make sense this week, I think next week's will bring some more clarity. So until next week, remember this. As long as you are living and breathing, you are on this earth for a reason. We'll see you next time.